Hello and welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast. It's the podcast for busy school marketers. I am Matt Soule. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall School. And I'm Angie Ward. I'm the founder of Enroll Media Group, a digital marketing agency for schools. Hello. Welcome back, Angie. How are you? Hi, Matt. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You're in the middle of a lot of snow days. Oh, yes. We had a seven-day weekend here in the Ward household, so that's it's been fun. <laughs> See, it's either, yeah, it's either, either get, so we had nothing. We're, we're a few miles, a few miles east of you and everybody was, mm-hmm. was hoping for the snow day. We got nothing and you got way too many snow days. So all or nothing. Yeah. It's amazing how different, you know, <laughs> Boston from just, you know, one hour West, uh, how different mm-hmm. the weather is out here, but, but yeah. I love the snow. So, so I'll take it. Good. It's nice for pictures. It's nice for school marketers and taking nice, nice clean snow photos hopefully everybody's getting nice clean snow photos um up here at least uh so today we are talking all about retention which is exciting because we're always talking i feel like about new families and marketing and bringing in people who don't know the school yet and retention and yield so today it was all about retention so um we're talking about current families and the strategies to to keeping these current families happy and keeping them coming back Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to dive into some great practical tips that school marketers can put into practice at their school to help with retention and re-enrollment. And our guest um, on the podcast today, who's an expert in this realm, is Aubrey Bursch. Um, Aubrey is a lovely person. I've uh, had the privilege of knowing her for a few years now, um, spent some time in person with her. And this is a subject she's very passionate about. A lot of great things in this uh, podcast with Aubrey. Um, as I mentioned, she's passionate about supporting small and independent schools, increase enrollment, retention, and revenue. Uh, She's the daughter of lifelong educators and the mom of two independent school students. She combines her passion for schools with her 20 plus years of marketing and development experience to help schools identify and implement high ROI initiatives. So Aubrey also co-hosts a great podcast. It's called the Mindful School Marketing Podcast. Uh, She leads the free small school leaders monthly meetups and facilitates the small school solutions professional development program. Uh, She's also the founder and CEO of her company, Easy School Marketing. So let's jump into our conversation with Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey, welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast. So happy to have you here today. I am so excited, Matt, to be here with you and Angie. I love your podcast. You're doing so many fantastic things and you're bringing such actionable content to schools. So thank you for all you do. And I'm excited to be here today. Amazing. And right back at you. Uh, You're putting out so many amazing things. We, from the beginning, have been talking about getting you on here uh, with all the stuff you're putting out, helping schools. And we wanted to start off just with, you know, can you tell us about, you know, you're doing easy school marketing, you're working with schools. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into it and what you're doing with schools? Yes, absolutely. So my experience with schools starts like way back when I was little. So my, I come from like a family of educators. So my mom and my dad, they worked in schools. So I was like that little child, like doing the photocopying in the office and taking it back to my parents in the schools, you know, all sorts of things. So I lived in, in breathed schools from a very early age. And 
I it really put like a love of schools in my heart. I don't think I actually realized it until later, but then it was a natural like progression for me to start working in independent schools. And that's what I did. So for about two decades or so, I've been working in independent schools, you know, with admissions, events, heads assistant, like every position you can imagine, I kind of had my finger in, which is really fun, like director of marketing, director of development. Um, and so it really gave me an understanding of like what happens in independent schools, because <laughs> it's a very interesting place to work, right? So um, I, I really enjoyed that. And then after a while, I had been in schools a while, I realized that like my big like draw was marketing because it really touched like every single piece of the school. Like whether you're working on annual fund, you're, you're actually, that's a type of marketing. Like that's communications, mm -hmm. that's everything. Like it touches everything. And I really love that because there's a lot of creativity, a lot of strategy and everything like that. And it's really complex and experience-based. So I, I was really drawn to that. So um, when my second child was born, um, I actually transitioned from working in schools to consulting because I really wanted to actually outreach to more schools and also have that time with my children, um, which as parents know is really important. Um, so that's how easy school marketing came to be. Um, and now we serve small schools nationwide. We really work on building their development and marketing programs. Um, we sometimes serve as interim director of marketing development for schools, or we do market research for them. It's all over the board, and we just really enjoy helping them meet their goals. Um, the past few years have been really exciting because we realized that there wasn't a lot of professional development for small schools. And so we've really, um, we're recently launching the Small School Solutions Professional Development Program, and we're launching a Small School Leaders Conference in February. So exciting things are happening here. And I'm just excited to be here for small schools and really all schools, but small schools specifically, and really help them move forward with their goals and give them the support they need. So that's how easy school marketing came to be and how I am today. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like the potentially the story of my my kids who are growing up on a boarding school campus right now. They could one day be following your footsteps. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It starts at a young age. <laughs> For sure. Well well, I've really loved following you, Aubrey, on social media and getting to know you and learning about all the great things you're doing at Easy School Marketing. Um, and I'm excited about your upcoming conferences in 2023. I will be a part of one or more of them, which is exciting. <laughs> so why don't we dive in? So today's podcast is about retention, retention marketing specifically, and um, just kind of high level would love to jump right in and, and hear a little bit from you on what's happening with retention marketing. What are some trends right now? And what do school marketers specifically need to be paying attention to right now? Oh, this is so good. I am thrilled that this is a topic for today because retention is so important. I think people are starting to realize that it's super important, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of time and energy has often been focused on, you know, admissions or development, but what about retention? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I think the shift that we've been seeing is that retention is becoming, first of all, it's everyone's job for sure, right? right. Um, from the front desk to the teacher, everyone and the marketer. <laughs> um, but we're also seeing that marketing is playing a key role in retention. And so I'm excited uh, kind of to share some, some things we're noticing or some things that we've seen work really well for, you know, marketers and school administrators um, around retention. Um, one of the things that, that I've started to do at schools is present to faculty and staff during their in-service 
Um, and we kind of review kind of their annual survey. We talk about retention trends and we give them information so that they understand the importance of retention. And we set the expectations around what they're doing to help support retention. Um, and then, you know, setting a plan to hold them accountable. And so marketing marketers can be a really, um, you know, kind of spearheading this type of education because it is a lot about communication. Um, so that's something that we've been doing and it's been rather successful in schools um, because a lot of people don't realize that they have an impact on retention. Like every time you're greeting a student or, or seeing a parent in carpool, that is all, that's all about the experience and it's all about uh, retention for sure. So um, we've also seen some trends, um, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, that parents are, you know, they are making decisions or thinking about things long before they actually happen. So that means like, if you're trying to market your high school program, you're probably going to want to start educating people in like fourth grade <laughs> mm -hmm. because it's starting earlier and earlier. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Let me just tell you, when my child was three, I was totally asking the school, so where do your children go to high school? Like, yeah. where do your students go after this? Because I'm curious mm -hmm. and I'm thinking ahead. So so people are always thinking ahead. So, um, you know, it's really, um, especially the marketers, it's their job to kind of take that, that, that idea of thinking ahead and saying, how can we educate our parents consistently, not just once, but throughout the year about the next level, which is like, let's say um, if you're in fourth grade, it's fifth grade, right? And then the end product, like why stay? Why stay to the end, right? Um, a lot of times we assume that parents know like about the high school program or how what our alumni do after. But the truth is they are very busy. <laughs> and even if you told them once, they probably don't remember. So it's really- right kind of reaffirming that this is the place to be throughout their time at the school. Um, so we've seen this done through key events and then through email campaigns, um, especially around re-enrollment time is really key. Like getting it in before re-enrollment time is really important. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, I think it's really just as a, just as a quick, like just highlight of that. I think like you had said early on, people think a lot about marketing to prospective families. And I think a lot about it in, you know, when there's a campaign or those things come. And I think like just sitting in the school marketer seat, um, the green school marketer seat right now, uh, it is, you know, you're doing newsletters, you're doing these things during the year, but I feel like, and it is like keeping people informed in that, but I don't, I don't think that that is like a, like normally something that rises to the top of like thinking of it in like, really marketing terms. I don't hear that a lot from people thinking about like to the par the families that are here really thinking about like what is it that is going to be getting them excited about, you know, next year and getting them to be doing that. So I think that like just that that point alone just wanted to highlight just as as important that it, as that is to really be thinking about that and to be making sure that you're you're like making them excited about what's coming up yeah, and ready yeah. to go. So it's and just to add on to that, um, one of the things I heard you say, Aubrey, was, um, you know, working on that retention marketing plan. In your experience, is there always a retention marketing plan um, in schools? Or is this some something that sometimes like just an afterthought, maybe it's happening? Is there a strategic retention marketing plan for most schools? Because uh, in my experience, I'm not sure that there always is. 
I would absolutely agree with you. There, there really isn't always a, now some schools have a retention committees, but I have seen very few schools who have like a retention marketing plan. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you're building out your marketing plan, which everyone should do every year, it's weaving in the retention pieces, the soft touches, the like educational pieces. And that's part of your plan. It should live and breathe. Like every, you know, we always need to ask ourselves, like, what are parent, what are the parent, what's the parents experiencing? What are they looking forward to? What, what do we need to educate them on? And that's part of developing that plan. Yeah. That's good. Um, and so you had mentioned like personal outreach too, and you, you know, about, you know, the, the community reaching out. So I'm just wondering, um, in ways you've seen that work well, is that, you know, teachers, administrators, Dean, like where, where, where do you, you know, like to direct that, like that personal outreach to come from? Absolutely. I think it depends. So, um, personalized outreach is truly important. Um, I, if you think about it, it's really difficult to leave a community that you feel known in and like, cared for and supported and connected to. Um, And that's what personalized outreach can do um, for schools. It also sets you apart. So what we like to do is try to make it as easy as possible for every single member to do something. So um, it's either if it's teachers who are sending postcards, we preprint the postcards, we label them, we put a stamp on them, and the teacher just has to write a note, uh, you know, once a week to someone and stick it in the mail. Um, So we make it as easy as possible Um, for marketers. That might mean in, in administrators, it might mean setting aside 30 to 60 minutes a week. And those are designated to making phone calls to parents to, you know, um, sending a photo card through Sincerely Inc., which is one of my favorite photo card apps ever. Like doing all just little things like that make a huge mm-hmm. difference. And it really is um, in everyone's role. A lot of people think, oh, I'm the marketer. I, I shouldn't be calling parents. No, really, you should. I mean, parents are a great connection. And not only that, they're you can do market research while you're talking to parents, uh, which will help you in your job. So it truly is everyone's job and setting aside the time and then dividing the task and figuring out like that's part of your kind of your retention plan. Like, what are we doing? How are we how are we communicating like soft touching people, personalizing that communication? Um, and when are we doing it and who's doing it? So those are key to kind of making sure that things happen in your school. That's great. And so kind of, you know, we're talking about retention, sort of the other side, attrition um, at schools. So, you know, a lot of school marketers, like they see that as something that they're responsible for and that, you know, when it comes down to why did this happen and what what happened? So are there any things that you talk to when you talk to schools about what they can be doing um, to make sure that they're keeping that from happening? Absolutely. So yeah. um, really, if you think about it, attrition, a lot of attrition comes from like parents expect a certain experience, right? Parents and students expect a certain experience that they were perhaps sold during admissions or, you know, it's just what they expected when they came. And when there's a disconnect between their expectations and the delivery, um, that's what causes attrition. So um, it's really looking at your admissions process and making sure it's aligned with your delivery, but it's also looking, gathering data. Cause we can all, we're all guilty of sitting in our rooms and thinking, gosh, I bet this is what parents are thinking, but the truth is we don't know what they're thinking. Um, So this would be an excellent opportunity for marketing folks to gather data, to find out like whether they're surveying or interviewing or something to figure out like, what are the pain points? You know, what are, 
where are their issues right now? And if we can survey them early on, then we can probably fix some of those issues and therefore um, impact, you know, attrition and, and really make sure that people stay. Um, so I really think that it's educating yourself and making sure you have that data to be able to support kind of the retention efforts and, de and decrease attrition. Have there been in your surveying, have there been any of your like favorite survey questions that you feel like get some, get some really good answers out of people? Yeah, I get so excited about surveys. So interestingly, <laughs> you know, we've been trying out a few lately with a couple of schools around like right around that January timeframe. Um, asking like, are they planning to continue for the next year? Are they planning to stay to graduation? And these are anonymous surveys and parents will very honestly respond. And it really gives the school an idea of like, oh, wow, like half of fourth grade plans to leave. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. good, good to know. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you need to figure out what's going on in fourth grade and the marketers can work on an education plan and some other ways to um, help parents um, in that grade. Um, one of the schools in our small school leaders program recently did, uh, did something that was very interesting. They sent a survey and it just had one question on it. And it was like, do you plan to stay for next? Are you planning to enroll for next year? And they have an 80% response rate. And this is not an anonymous survey. So it was very intriguing. Like they found it very helpful in both planning for their admissions, as well as um, being able to catch early on people who are are planning to leave and perhaps, you know, change their, their mind. Um, now that has to be delicately handled because mm. that, that could go really wrong, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, it, for them, it worked. So it's figuring out what works for your school and then collecting that data. That's great. That's great. And I feel like being able to, you know, year over year and, and be able to see like, once you start to build something out and that, that to me is when we get to things that are really, it's, it makes it easy to just kind of compare and say like, well, this, this leveled out, or this is on like a downward trend, or this is on upward. Trend. Like, I feel like those, like when you find, put the work in early on to really set a few really important questions and then just tracking those year over year. Mm -hmm. It's great to be able to go back to that. So um, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about any sort of common mistakes that you might see marketing and communications professionals at school making when it comes to their retention efforts. Is there anything you can think of um, on that front? Absolutely. Um, first of all, shout out to all schools. You're doing an amazing job, school leaders. <laughs> so <laughs> when I say common mistakes, I want to recognize that you all are doing an amazing job. Um, but um, a lot of schools you know, we get into this habit of thinking like um, that a family's decision to attend our school is a decision to stay. Um, but the truth is, even your long-term families will could leave without saying a word. We call them the silent silent exiters. Like they're, mm, they're gone. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just always understanding that every month, every day, every week is is a chance to reaffirm their decision. Um, so kind of with that hat and not sitting on our laurel laurels and saying, well, you know, the Smiths have been with us for eight years. They're going to say, stay, that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, so I think that that is a key kind of common mistake that, um, schools make. In addition, I think not internally marketing to students. I've seen very few, uh, schools who have set up an internal marketing program for, for their students and, and looking at it throughout the school. Like, how are we marketing to to the, the grade below, how are we marketing, you know, from high school to middle school? Um, because students are, are making more and more 
uh, decisions. And so um, really making that a priority is, is going to be key as we move forward. I think that's incredibly important. Um, also, you know, one thing that we've seen, you know, schools not take advantage of, but it really would behoove them to do is sending a soft touch email monthly to your whole mm. community. So that's your grandparents, your admissions list, your community list, your alumni, and your parents that really showcases what's happening at your school and invites them to upcoming events. Um, it, because a lot of it, I mean, if you think about um, kind of funding trends and everything like that, grandparents are playing a, a mm -hmm. larger role in helping uh, parents be able to afford independent schools. And so um, it's it's really reaffirming everyone, <laughs> even your admissions list, like this is the place to be. This is why you should stay. Um, so that's, that's something that um, it would be great if more schools took advantage of that and really planned out strategically how their, soft, their monthly soft touch emails or postcards or something like that. Mm, great tips. Yes. Uh, Aubrey, I want to make a motivational poster now with the quote, uh, every day is a chance to reaffirm the family's decision. I'll quote you. I'll quote you. Can I, can I make a, you have your approval oh to make gosh. a motivational poster on that? Yes. I'll buy it. <laughs> okay, good. All right. I I'll need some stuff for my office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, are there any things that you see coming up? You know, you're, you work with a lot of different schools and you work with you know, consultants and market, like just you're in all so many areas. Are there things that you think are coming up, um, you know, in the near future in 2023 and going forward that people should really be pay paying attention to? Yes. So, oh, so many, but I'll, <laughs> I'll narrow it down. So one is social proof. So um, Niche recently um, released uh, parent survey results. Um, and this mostly said like the importance of social proof and influencing prospective families' decisions, right? But it also applies to current families and students, right? Mm -hmm. So how are we as marketers really using social proof to reaffirm that this is the place to stay? Like, are we providing times for parents from upper grades to talk to parents in lower grades to tell them about their experience? Like, are we using testimonials in our weekly newsletter? Are we highlighting our alumni enough? Um, all those things really, um, parents want to know that that other parents and other students are, are are happy here, are finding this experience valuable. And so using social proof is going to become more and more important as we move into next year and certainly in the future. Um, the other piece that I think is really interesting, and I'm very um I'm kind of, it's it's going to be an interesting admission season, I think. So we've been interviewing families nationwide um, over the past year. And um, a lot of schools did not see like that attrition they thought they would see from um, the pandemic families that came during the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. But when we were interviewing uh, parents, it was interesting to hear them talk about, you know, what's going on in their minds right now. And a lot of them are in wait and see mode, right? Um, they didn't necessarily plan to to, to be here for like pay long-term for private education. And they're using funds either they don't have or hadn't set aside or tapping into college funds. Um, and although some are interested in staying, they're really not sure how, how to make it work. So it would be really, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, but I think conversations with your families over the, that have joined over the past three years will be critical in like figuring out like, okay, what's happening? Do they need extra support? What are their concerns? Um, and that will help you moving into this admission season as well as planning for the upcoming year too. So many great things for schools to be thinking of. It's hard to keep up with it all, um, but that's great. 
so many great tips here. Um, any other final thoughts or tips for our viewers slash listeners that you want to give today, Aubrey? Okay. I'll give one that I think is actionable. I like to give, like, I feel like you're start you're planning for your year. Like this is a, this is a great kind of activity for you and your team to do. You're not going to like it. I'll just say it, but you're It's going to find You're going to find it helpful. So, um, we've been, when we work with teams, a lot of times we'll have them track kind of what the projects and the time they're working on all these projects and stuff like that. And then we all come together and like, let's say you track for a couple of weeks or over the year or whatever you want to do. Um, and, and we're like, okay, so it seems like this event is taking a lot of time. Why is it taking that much time? What's the return on investment? Um, and so when people see like all the things they're doing, the time ta it takes to do those things, um, they start to realize that they're spending a lot of time in areas that are not moving the needle, right? Mm. And so then we ask, we have to ask the hard questions because let's just be real. You can't keep adding to your position. You will either burn out or quit <laughs> or just not get it all done, right? And so this is a time for teams to really come together, especially marketers and saying like, what can be delegated, deleted, outsourced? You know, what's my zone of genius? Like, what can I absolutely not outsource and I do the best? Like what activities, events and initiatives give our team the best RRI and our best for our school? Um, and so it's a really positive, like we've seen the outcomes of, of this be like some, um, some schools get rid of events that they've, they're, they've been going on for years, but they realized it was a huge energy, you know, suck from her, their team. And so they, they realize in the outcome, the, the financial benefit from that event was not worth it. So really taking the time, especially with marketing, like, you know, is it your printed annual report taking a ton of time? Let's what's the return on investment? Like thinking ahead and thinking like that is, is really a good way to a good team activity. And one that we found to be very successful for the teams that we work with. I love that. That's such yeah. a great professional development thing to do, team activity to do regardless, but especially starting the new year. It's a great way to kind of really take a look at things and reevaluate. I think it's super timely now too, because of, you know, schools had the way that they did things in, you know, the before times and then added all of these virtual elements and different types of things that they did, you know, over the past few years. And now, you know, this is one of the talks we're having now is like, we found, well, this event actually worked better to be virtual. And, but it also like your point to just like things adding and adding and adding a lot of things like, well, let's do both. We'll do virtual open house and we'll do an in-person open house and we'll do this and we'll do this. And then you're starting to just like, wait a minute, now we're promoting a lot. So it definitely is a time to that is it's a really good lesson i think to just to take a look at everything and figure out what role it's playing and making sure it's all doing it so uh, i think that's a really good point thank you so aubrey where can people people find you online and the, the content you're putting out absolutely um so they can find me on linkedin i'd love to connect with you all it's just aubrey birch b-u-r-s-c-h um, and easyschoolmarketing.com is our website. Also, we have the Mindful School Marketing Podcast, which is super fun. Um, and I would love for you to attend. If you're a small school, we have a free small school leaders meetup that we host monthly. Um, so you can check that out at easyschoolmarketing.com forward, forward slash leaders. Leaders, awesome. And we'll add all that to the uh, to the notes for the show as well. So thank you so much again, Aubrey, for coming by. This is a great talk. Um, yes. I think. I'm going to come back to this a bunch of times and, and show it to people here. So I really, I really appreciate that and hope you can come back again. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Angie and Matt. It's been so fun. 
All right. That was a great conversation with Aubrey. So many valuable tips. I hope our listeners slash viewers really enjoyed that. And it's timely because our next episode that we release is going to be about yield strategies. We're going to be talking with um, a team at a boarding school on how they're implementing yield. So it's all about retention and yield right now. Matt, do you have an A plus of the week for us? I do have a great A plus and it's in a little bit of a different area. Um, I have an A plus from Flint Hill School, um, which is a K through 12 school in Virginia. And specifically it is an A plus on their annual report. So we're gonna put a link to this in the show notes here. So go to the website and find the show notes here. Uh, But it is one of the most incredible annual reports I've ever seen. It is a scrolling page full of like data about the the school and how the money was used. It's full of like links out to show videos and things of of what's going on with the students. Has amazing infographics. The mascot every once in a while is coming out at you from the side. It's animated. It's it's really, really great interactive uh, project that I really want to learn more about of how it all came together because it's really impressive. So um, so Flint Hill, check out the link here, Google Flint Hills uh, annual report to see uh, an amazing example of, of how that can be done. So nice work to them. And I wanted to end it too, just with letting everyone know that the podcast is now posted everywhere the podcasts are, wherever you listen to them. So if you're on Stitcher, you're on Apple Music, um, we're all across. So you can search it there. You can subscribe. You can write reviews. Um, and we're also seeing a lot of people who are subscribing on our website on UpgradeSchoolMarketing.com. And they're getting an early notice of our articles, following us on LinkedIn and all that too. So it's really great to see people coming through, asking questions, giving us topics, and even asking to be future guests. So really great to hear from you all. So thank you again for joining us. And we'll see you next time when we're talking uh, to Emma all about yield strategies. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.